Hello and welcome to a finally new episode of the Real Superhero Project. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Nichols. Joined with me today is the ever so present and far away from me and thankfully not dead from tornadoes, Zol Lopez. How are you doing today, Zol? Yeah, it has been absolutely crazy with the weather we've had. Uh, in fact, there for a brief moment of time here where I live here in southeast Kansas, you could not leave town. Uh, we were actually boxed in for a brief moment in time. And so thankfully, it uh, looks like all the rain, all the waters receded and uh, life can resume as normal. And then we can get ready to complain about it being so hot and wishing it would rain. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I already posted on Facebook that I am already ready for fall and winter, much to the chagrin of several people I know who hate winter and i am i'm a i'm a big guy so i already i pretty much almost always like cooler weather anyways and i hate summer so um but man yeah the weather has just been nuts and there have been several times we've had shows scheduled to record this episode and just not because i one of us well one we needed to be prepared to get to basements but two i wasn't going to keep my computer on during some of those thunderstorms because oh my gosh it was ridiculous um i actually was in the middle of taking my family to go see the pikachu movie detective pikachu and about a third of the way through the movie tornado warning went off and they stopped the movie and moved everybody into two center movie theaters and um we all sat there for like 40 minutes uh it was a massive storm and then they were like, there's supposed to be more weather, bad weather for the rest of the night. So we're we're not even going to finish showing movies for the night. Uh, you can get a refund on your way out. Sorry for the inconvenience. But we want to send people home because it's that bad. Oh, wow. That's that's kind of uncommon. You don't hear about that too often, especially here in the Midwest. Right. You would think people are, are that used to it by now. It's just something. But they were they, they were legit worried. And then later I found out the tornado warning that went off. There was it was an F zero. So it really wasn't. I mean, it was still damaging and scary, but apparently it was literally two miles from the movie theater we were at. So I was I was thankful that it went the way it did. And then I went home. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, we finally um, have some time here to sit and talk about some stuff. Uh, I'm not going to cover everything. A lot has happened. Um, we will talk some, about some big news, including Battenson. Um, the uh, I, I have a I do have a story I want to tell real quick of something that happened to me today because I kind of I just want I just want to tell the story because it's one of those things that happens to us and it's like why. Um, so do you, you have Sonic where you are, right, Zol? Right, right. Okay, so I got a tea this morning at a gas station, and it's all fresh brewed, so while I filled the, filled the cup with ice, I put the tea in, and it melted most of the tea. And so I went at lunch around the 2 o'clock cheap stuff at Sonic for drinks for happy hour. I go through the drive-thru, and... I place my order. I just get a large water with extra ice. And I I place my order. They tell me to go around. I kind of do this little half turn around the building. I'm sitting there in line. And I, I look over to my left. And sitting in the mulch in between all of Sonic's bushes, removed from its box, but not from its raptor wrapper, is a folded over frozen pizza 
I don't know why, but I feel like there has to be a story there. And I would love to know how somebody sitting in their car decided to remove a frozen pizza from its box, but not its wrapper, and just said, you know what? I don't want this. I'm throwing it out here onto the uh, sidewalk. You ever have anything like that come across you during the day? I can't say that I have, but I mean, I guess, you know, maybe a pepperoni was misplaced and they thought, no, no, I'm done. I I was talking to a buddy of mine about it and he said, well, maybe they were just so plastered that they thought it was like they bought it and they thought it was an already made pizza. And then they're like, I'm going to stop at Sonic and get me a drink, too. And they pulled it out of the box thinking it was a fully cooked pizza and was like, wait a minute, this is frozen. Screw it and threw it out the window. I kind of hope it's something like that because that would be ridiculously funny. Well, that that makes more sense. That makes more sense than thinking, oh, well, what does this mean? This isn't cheese. It's got pepperonis on it. Blah. <laughs> right. Because why, why would you be removing it from the box anyways if it's frozen? Um. Okay, I just wanted to tell that story and get it out there because I thought it was hilarious and it added a very interesting twist to my day. Um, let's go over the box office numbers from the weekend. Uh, in case you were unaware, um, John Wick knocked off Endgame. That's how long it's been since we've talked. It's been long enough for John Wick to release and beat out Endgame. Um, but this past weekend, Endgame has knocked all the way down to number six from number three. Um, Rocket Man, Aladdin, and Godzilla all pretty much just trounced it. Um, Godzilla came in at 47.7 million. Um, and I'm being told that that's not good, but I don't, you know, whatever. It's, I stopped caring about the numbers they make. And while the critics may be painting it, a lot of people like it. Um, but Avengers is currently sitting at $2.714 billion. They are... 77 million dollars away from breaking avatar uh think it will take about another week is all what do you think yeah i think you'll see this second push uh it sounds like the marvel fans on it are already getting a grassroots campaign to get it over the hump of avatar and you know and i'm not really surprised i was thinking about this because i'm curious to see if this is going to beat the record i think it will um i i'm gonna say that part of the reason for the slowdown is the emotional roller coaster isn't as strong this go around like you have your satisfying ending you know you know the way that that everything ends in in the movie um, whereas Infinity War, like it, it was so pumped full of emotion that you had to go through there. I think you know it's kind of like a thrill ride. It was like you knew how it was gonna end. You know that at the end of the roller coaster, you know, you're eventually gonna slow down and, and come to the end, but you want to go through those loops and twists and turns. And to me, I think that that and also the the three hour watch time hurts it from repeated viewing so you don't have the emotional roller coaster in it because you do get your conclusion you've already hit all the emotional uh twists and turns but then also too i mean three hours that's that's a long time to devote i mean to to a saturday or to a friday night showing to get it done i i think it does get it done 
I think it's going to take two weeks, though. I mean, you look at those numbers, definitely slowing down unless the Marvel fans can collectively get on social media and on a Facebook group and say, okay, we're going to go out. This is the week we're all going to go out there. We're going to pack the theaters one last time and get it over the hump and uh, finally break break the record. But I, I it'll get it done. It just, um, yeah, lost a lot of steam uh, rather quickly. Um, well, not to mention uh... – the I, I agree i think it's going to take another full week to get through it like this weekend into next week um but i mean having said that so tuesday wednesday and thursday were probably the slowest times for a movie theater it let's see last week on tuesday it was it made 1.8 on wednesday it made uh 1.2 and on thursday it was 1.1 it kicked back up to 2 million on uh friday yeah friday and then three million over the weekend, or over Saturday, two and a half on Sunday. Um, if it just keeps averaging two to five million, it'll kick up during the weekend. I, it's gonna be, it'll definitely be. Um, what am I trying to say here? My brain just shut off. It'll definitely be next week. Um, you also you have, have to Dark remember Phoenix your number two doesn't account for worldwide. Those are just domestic U.S. numbers. So whenever True. you take in the account to the worldwide numbers, that that because people are saying, okay, well, if you're only averaging, you know, one point five, and you've got seventy to go, then you're going to need two years to get there. But you kick in all those international numbers, and uh, that that's where that caveat comes in. Right. Um, also, this weekend coming out and. From what I understand, it's tracking well, even though they haven't had any reviews. You do have Dark Phoenix coming out this weekend, and Secret Life of Pets 2 comes out, so that's going to draw the family crowd. Um, so and man, and then the and then next weekend is Men in Black. So I think depending on what the reviews look like for Dark Phoenix will depend on whether people decide to go see Dark Phoenix or hey, maybe let's go ahead and give Marvel or uh in game that final push. So yeah, I, I see what uh, it is, is that you're going to have your Marvel fanboys, um, myself included. <laughs> They're going to see how close they are to putting um, in game over the top of Avatar. And I think you're going to see one last collective push to to get it over that hump. Now, and again, I, I mentioned this in our last episode that we recorded. You know, Avatar really does need an asterisk bite because that worldwide number is doesn't include the fact that it had three months of break. I want to say maybe three, maybe more like a month, month two, whatever. It had a break, and then it had all the acclaim from that uh, from the Academy and before Oscar season, and then they re-released it, and it got a secondary push because of all the se- hype and buzz, the secondary build behind that. So um, I think this, the, the Marvel fanboy group, grassroots campaign to get it, to beat Avatar, that's going to be the equivalent to what Avatar did, except for they're going to do it in one run as opposed to having two. Um, I agree with you. It'll get done in, in one run. Having said that, so with um, Spider-Man coming out in a couple weeks and then nothing until next year, you think maybe uh, late October they might uh, re-release it to theaters just to give somebody some, them to, to bite and chew onto to hold them over until next next year? No, because the, and you got to compare this to to Avatar and the way technology is transformed. Um, we're in a much more quicker release. So I noticed that uh, here in a few weeks, Captain Marvel comes out on digital. I, and if I remember right, I want to say Infinity War came out in September, either August or September with uh, digital and Blu-ray. So 
I think whenever it's done, it's done. They're going to move on to the digital and, you know, get out the uh, Blu-ray release. And then they'll have the Infinity Saga multi-mega 22 disc pack out in time for the holidays. Now, I think if they're going to do it, if they're going to beat, if they're going to try to go after Avatar, this is it. I don't see them. Because uh, at that time, whenever Avatar came out in its second release, it hadn't hit um movie shelves yet so or you know take home shelves so this this is going to be it because uh, there is such an emphasis of just get it to digital and let the consumer take it home so i know i already know the answer to this question but i'm going to ask if they release a every single edition movie all the way up to the entire infinity saga in one package are you gonna buy it um oh yeah yeah i, I think so because this you okay. know these movies and, and this is whenever you and I go through these movies, um, you know, I think there, there's going to be a little nostalgia factor in all of them that you kind of go back and say, yeah, this was worth it. Or kind of get a rush of of um, the series again. And there's just so much. I think, you know, through the last 10 years of these movies, we can all attach certain points of our lives to this movie that, you know, good, bad and different that, you know, we probably wouldn't mind reliving because the storytelling through the saga is so great have you seen any other movies since endgame uh you know i've been tempted to but unfortunately my finances haven't worked out the, I, the one movie i'm definitely going to go see this summer obviously is spider-man i think i i, I have three movies i'm going to go see spider-man in game or spider-man in game spider-man far from home for sure uh i want i want to go see godzilla king of monsters i've heard nothing but great things for from it and then i i do want to go see in game one more time so i have seen john wick i am one of the people that helped knock john or in game off um i did enjoy john wick having never seen any of the movies and then binge watching the first two and then the third one uh the the night it came out i i really enjoyed the series and i really liked it um and they did so good and got such a good reception they have already greenlit the fourth one which if you've seen the end of the third one you would know that they were going to probably do that anyways um but they have released the release date for it, it will be may 20. 2021 you could like or two after my birthday movie to go see um do you like the john wick series have you ever watched them no i haven't i've heard a lot of great things about it so it's probably one of those that i just need to sit down and watch that that's kind of what i ended up doing because a friend of mine was like hey do you want to go see this with me and my buddies when it comes out and i was like I kind of want to see it, but I've never seen the first two. And he was like, well, you got to watch them. And so the, the day before and the day of the movie, me and my wife watched the first two. And I was like, I feel stupid for never watching these. And I highly enjoyed the third one. So um, I recommend it. Uh, I, I recommend you see it. Um, so, yep. And then um, my other bit of news that I had here that I wanted to talk about was Chris Hemsworth and you and I talked about um, what we thought they were going to do with guardians of the galaxy three um, with it, with, with, it just seems like Thor would need to be with them anyways, especially off the base based off of the end of Endgame. But um, I guess in an interview with cinema blend um, Hemsworth was asked about doing an as guardians of the galaxy. And he was like, super stoked about the idea of doing that so uh, as, as guardians of the galaxy is actually a comic that they did so i mean it's not far off where you've got the combination of guardians of the galaxy and thor and i i think it's the only it's the next logical step whether they do i, I guess for me it's more of a do they do a guardians of the galaxy movie with thor 
and then combine them with the next Thor movie so that it isn't as Guardians? Or do you just, or do you just make that the premise of um, the next Guardians, Guardians three? Which which of the two do you think would work better? I think I think in this case because Guardians are such a they they've already got their um mix so well that you want to really want to be careful with that comedic blend that you don't over saturate it with so much comedic uh presence and I think James Gunn will find the perfect balance if they go this route I think a little goes a long way in this sense. And you kind of get a sense too, that Chris Hemsworth is ready to play Thor some more because you can kind of tell after number two, after second Thor that, you know, there was maybe frustration setting in, but then after Ragnarok and the way that Thor was presented in, in these last uh, couple of adventures films that it breathed life into the character to the potential that it finally connected with the audience and the actor is ready to go and play him some more, as opposed to, you know, kind of taking a Chris Evans role. It's like, we, we saw what happened with captain America. What more can you do with them at that point? Whereas now there's more for Thor to do. There's, there's uh, you know, you got time travel. Now you've, you've got um, just so much different possibilities that I, I still think, you know, fans want it, but you don't give them all. You just give them a little taste and let them decide from there, you know, where, where's the proper amount. So I think a little will go a long way. I would like to see that mixture, but I would like to see where it's, you know, maybe a little pop up here and there. Kind of like what, what Korg is to Thor. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I like that. Um, I It's something that I just remembered, thankfully. Um, a buddy of mine texted me something randomly over the last week and i thought i would bring it up you were talking about you wanted you're going to see spider-man this summer which is i'm i'm super stoked for spider-man um i'm just gonna say to you the text i received and get your opinion all right you ready let's go what if mysterio is loki That would be interesting. That would be quite. Gosh, <laughs> I don't. Mm. I I, I want to say that would be cool, but also it kind of ruins it. You know, you don't. I, I guess you want to have these characters stand up on their own. You don't want to have be too much of a crutch on on one another. But boy, that would that would really that would be a twist. That I wouldn't have seen that one coming. I I, I think there's less than a five percent chance that that happens. But I'm saying there's a chance. Um, I also liked the idea of what if there's what if there's two, um, because we've already we've already basically introduced the multiverse idea. What if Mysterio is there and he is who he is, but Loki shows up as Mysterio as well to try to maybe help Spider-Man a little without showing he is there and around. I kind of liked that idea and pitched that too, but no, I got that text from a buddy of mine and I was like, mind blown. That is a very interesting concept. Yeah. And remember the whole thing with Mysterio too, is that at least in the comics and the TV show, he wanted to be a hero. He wanted, he wanted that, um, that notoriety. And 
So, you know, I could see perhaps maybe where he was trying to do the right thing and the um, god of mischief, you know, maybe portrayed to be him and framed him in some sense. You know, there's some different ways that that could possibly work up. But again, you're, you're then you're pulling away from that storytelling, from that central storyline. And, um, and that just creates a lot of having to explain backstory. And I don't know. I, it's, it's possible. There's definitely much more smart. Uh, there's more... S- yeah, there's smarter people than I that could tell that story and, and make it work than what I'm forming in my head. Yeah, the um, the Mysterio situation is also definitely one of those um, Harvey Dent situations where you you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last two things real quick. Uh, CW shows are now on Netflix uh, for this current season, including the final one for Arrow. So if you guys, if you if you watch CW, DC shows, um, which I, we do, uh, we and me and my wife typically wait until it hits Netflix so that we can just binge them. Um, those are up. Also, um, uh, Swamp Thing is now up on DC Universe with... Um, the other show that wow my brain is shutting off it's been one of those nights doom one patrol. of those days doom patrol just finished its run thank you sir so um that's that's up on and i've heard great things from the people that have watched swamp thing and i'm super excited about doing that my wife and i are going to kind of try and get caught up on game of thrones so that we can see the last of it and then we're gonna watch doom finish watching doom patrol and swamp thing so i'm super excited for it um we need to get you to watch some of these shows too sir so you and i can can talk about them as we can yeah yeah it's just uh brick by brick (laughs) rebuilding (laughs) right um okay so real quick or i guess not real quick the the trailer nothing really has been released since we last talked they had the batwoman trailer but that's coming on. I don't want to talk about that. Did you like the Batwoman trailer? Yeah, I liked it. I, it sets up an interesting. Um, you, know, you get a sense of where what the the settings like, what the characters like, and or characters are like. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it could be uh, could be actually refreshing. Yes. Um, and in case anyone hasn't seen it, basically it's set in a Gotham where Bruce has disappeared, Batman has disappeared, and um, Kate Kane has which I'm, I think they are showing him at her as his cousin takes over the mantle. A lot of heat was given to her and to the show because a lot of woman empowerment type theme to it. And people took exception to it, but people are stupid. So they'll get over it. But the trailer that I want to talk about that I'm hoping you watched that I sent you the link to was for the kitchen. And the reason we're talking about this trailer is because, and I didn't know this, this is an actual comic on DC's Vertigo um, imprint. And I had never heard of it before until I watched this trailer. And that trailer looked really good. What'd you think of it? Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Um, You know, I think it's kind of the same realm that you're going to fall into where you're going to have your toxic masculinity uh, gentlemen out there. I don't even want to use that word when describing those folks, but still uh, they'll, they'll poo poo all over it because it's women empowerment. Um, I thought actually it looked pretty good, especially seeing Melissa McCarthy in a role that you normally don't see her in uh, kind of more of a serious role. Cause I was kind of thinking, okay, this, cause I, I've never heard of it. I, to be honest, whenever you said, okay, we need to watch this. I'm like, what the hell does this have to do? But then I saw where it was going and, um, and you know, and DC has always been dark and more real world based anyways. Um, so, you know, it fits in with, 
I guess between the two entities for DC to to have this. Um, I liked it. I, I I don't know whether I would spend my money to go to the movie theaters, but I would definitely put it on a list of Redbox considerations, if not Netflix. Um, but I like it. it it's it's it, it's dark enough intriguing enough and the story's gonna be there enough to, to hold me so it's funny you brought the melissa mccarthy thing because when i watched it and i sent it to my wife the first thing i said to her was holy shit a movie with Miss melissa mccarthy that doesn't look retarded and i was like i just i can't she plays the same character in everything like everything and at one point like i actually kind of liked the movie with her and sandra bullock um but it was oh but it was mostly i think because of sandra bullock so when this trailer was done i had to watch it again because i'm like she wasn't acting like an idiot comedian that just say, tells the same jokes um so for anybody who doesn't know i just looked up on dc's website i'm going to read you the description of what the kitchen is new york city late 1970s in the world of the kitchen the irish gangs of hell's kitchen rule the neighborhood bringing terror to the streets and doing the dirty work for the italian mafia but after the leaders are looked locked up in prison it's up to their wives to keep running the rackets and once they get a taste of the fast life and easy money it won't be easy to stop uh, it's an eight issue uh graphic novel they they released over eight issues and now it's just released as a graphic novel so yeah no, i i that ended and it was kind of like that um it reminded me of the movie and I, you're gonna have to help me with this that just came out um not that long ago with viola davis in it with the husbands that were thieves that died and all the wives got the money and then everybody came looking for the money from the wives Do you know what movie i'm talking about i thought that was a tv show no this was a I know what you're talking about, though, because I thought I remember. And remember, I haven't been around much TV, so preview. I mean, unless my timeline's talking about it on the Book of Face, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm in the dark. Uh, it's called Widows, is which would make sense now that after I think about the description I gave. So yeah, no, it reminded me of that, and I love Viola Davis, so I wanted to see that. So i was like knowing that this is based off of uh, a form of a comic that was released i was a little excited i was a little excited for it so and like i said melissa mccarthy didn't look like an idiot like she normally does so i was super excited for that um let's let's talk about the big news from the past week um there was a lot going on between it being Robert Pattinson or, Pattinson or Nicholas Holt because they were both testing for the role of Batman for Matt Reeves. And um, there was so much going on where like people thought it already been decided that it was Pattinson and everybody was just kind of going back and forth. And then um, in the last couple of days, it's kind of been, you know, Warner Brothers has approved it to be Pattinson, but nobody ever said anything other than that. There was like a vague talk of it. Well, then this morning, Matt Reeves tweeted a little animated thing of uh, old Robert Pattinson with a whole bunch of bats. So I, I think it's officially locked in now. Um, what's your what's your gut reaction to Robert Pattinson being Batman? It's going to be the same reaction as I've had since oh, since Heath Ledger was named as the Joker. And then even more recently, 
with Ben Affleck as as Batman. Um, you know, I was all in on Heath Ledger. As I've said, you can check the archives on how my story felt with with um, Heath Ledger. Basically, I was all in on Heath Ledger while everyone was poo-pooing on it. So I was just like, no, give it time, give it time. Just wait, just wait. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Um, and then I'll admit I was out on Batflick because I'm like, this, this isn't going to work. There's no way this works. It works. You know, Ben Affleck as Batman did work for the story that they were telling with Robert Pattinson. I, I, I get the hate. I understand because the dude made his name and a lot of money off of fangirl pop fiction. I don't even know if that's the thing, but it is now, <laughs> you know, by being the sparkly vampire, essentially. And so everyone, you know, the, again, I go back to the toxic masculinity guys. It's quick to poo poo all over it because, oh, he's the guy off of Twilight. Oh, it's the teenage heartthrob. Like, OK, so and I and we're I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Heath Ledger, but look at the criticism that people had with Ledger over his role as the Joker. Like, oh, he's a heartthrob. Oh, he's had all these teenage girl movies, and he's not a good actor. Da, da, da. Um, Pattinson is getting the same. Then they're saying, oh, he's too small. He's too tiny to be Batman. Well, if you remember, Christian Bale went from the pianist, I think it was, to Batman Begins, where he was went from like 95 pounds to bulking up like these these actors this is what they do they put on muscle mass they um they put in the work to make this to to put these characters to life so it's not of the realm of possibility i so depending on what the story is i will depend on how i ultimately feel do i hate the casting no do i like it it's interesting but let's just wait and see when I mean, we haven't even seen it now if this is like a batman begins or batman year one type story it works um i think if, if you sit down and stop with the initial knee-jerk reaction like oh they got sparkly batman oh! like temper back that immediate knee-jerk reaction and, and think of it from a logical standpoint of what are the, what's the story that they're going to try to tell now you didn't mention this, but they did confirm that he signed on for a three-part film. It's or a three uh three film contract. So this we're gonna see some sort of an evolution here. We're gonna have our middle beginning or middle beginning, middle, and end. So again, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what, what the story is that they're telling here. But just drop the nonsense of sparkly Batman. Oh, bat nipples. This is the worst thing since bat nipples. Like, stop it. You're being ridiculous. It's the internet. Get off, log off, go play in the sun and go sparkle. Um, so I've I have several different takes on and and ways I've attacked this. Um, but yeah, see, first of all, you are right. He has signed on for three movies. Uh, when they signed on Matt Reeves, it was for three movies. Um, it's not supposed to be year one or begins, but it is supposed to be early career Batman. And I'm fine with that. And it's supposed to be more noir-driven and more focused on his detective abilities. Um, and so 
he and and Pattinson's young enough or has a young enough look to him that I think they can do it. Um, they also said that he will not. It will. It will. And I found this funny. It won't be carrying on anything Ben Affleck did. And people threw that out to see. See, they're completely scrapping Affleck. First of all, you can't carry on anything Ben Affleck did as an older mad Batman when you're doing a movie about a Batman who's like three to four years into service because there is a big difference between old man Batman and fresh Batman and just mindset and everything else. So everyone took it to believe is they're scrapping everything Snyder did and all this other stuff. And they might, but I don't think you can draw that conclusion off of that statement. So I just wanted to get that out of the, out of the way. So here's how I tell you, you made a very good point. When I first heard about Heath Ledger being the Joker, I said basically what you said. The dude from 10 Things I Hate About You, which is the exact same thing with Robert Pattinson, the guy from Twilight, because like those are the parts that they're known for. It doesn't matter what other shit they did. It's what the mainstream thought is of the actor. And I remember... I hated Heath Ledger as the Joker and as there is when they announced it, but I took a, I took eventually I took a thought process. I loved Batman begins and I took the, I am having faith in Christopher Nolan, have faith in Christopher Nolan. And I kept telling myself that I cringed at the thought of Heath Ledger as the Joker, but I was like, have faith in Christopher Nolan. And then I saw Heath Ledger as the Joker and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Um, so in retrospect i've kind of been everything matt reeves has touched lately has been awesome and i'm i've taken the stance of it's weird because all i personally know robert pattinson from is edward from twilight and some horrible ass movies so for me it's that knee-jerk reaction but at the same time it's have faith in Matt Reeves. Have faith in Matt Reeves. So I think that's kind of how I start. Like my initial reaction was, yeah, oh God, the guy from Twilight. But my level head, and I start contemplating it and thinking about it, and it's like you know, have faith. And the other way I approach this, and trying to like look at the outrage that I think that happens anytime any Batman casting is done, is I think it's really easy to look back at. The Robert Schu or the was it Robert Schumacher the Schumacher Batman's starting with eighty nine and up because eighty nine and forever or not forever returns eighty nine Batman and returns were amazing and then they got well Michael Michael Keaton's out but don't worry we got Val Kilmer and Val Kilmer was a stud and everybody loved Val Kilmer and the movie was garbage because of the way the director and the producer did it. Well, then they got George Clooney and you're like, oh, they're going to write it with George Clooney. Even worse. And so I think there's that. I think there are a lot of Batman fans that are kind of jaded. And I understand that because they're, those, those other movies weren't that great. The problem is the mentality now versus the mentality and the people making it then. Because for me, this this is not... A Tim Burton movie. This is not the goofiness 
of and i said schumacher i don't think it's schumacher but anyways whoever the producer was tim burton on the tim well no tim burton was the director um i'm trying to think of who the producer was but it was like the the mindset for these movies is not that and i and i i think it's hard for some people to remove that and the fear that they have from repeating that and i think that's part of the reason for it i'm not excusing it I'm just saying, I think I can see that. So having said all that, I'm having faith in Matt Reeves. And because honestly, I think his face and he has the look, the the, the big joke is, does he have the jawline for to play it? And I think he does. Um, and I've seen several yeah. fan, I've seen several fan artwork where I'm like, yeah, looks good in the cowl to me. Um, so it's not, it's not necessarily that. So having said all that, I've been doing a lot of research and I have come across five movies that I have basically seen everyone post that says that if you are on the fence of Robert Pattinson being Batman, watch these five movies. So I'm going to list five movies to you. And I'm, I don't know. I'm going to be curious to see if you Zol have seen any of them because I haven't seen any of them. Um, literally the only movie I've seen Robert Pattinson in is, is twilight. So um, I'll just list them off real quick. The first one's good time. There's a movie called high life. A movie called The Rover, a movie called The Lost City of Z, which I have heard of, and a movie called Damsel. Have you seen any of those movies? No, no. The only now there was there was two films that I've seen them in that I one one I can't remember off the top of my head. I know I've seen them in, and it was just like I was at the point like, oh, Twilight guy. And then there was one about um 9-11 that he was in. That and and to me, that was what kind of made me go okay all right and that's what i'm holding on to whenever he was cast because i wish i could remember what it is i'm sure if you google it you'll see it but uh it had him and pierce brosnan and and something else it was it was a really like it was kind of a cheesy movie don't get me wrong and i want to be careful saying that given what the movie's based around but to me looking at it through the lens of just as an actor it was a much more emotional depth, the way that he portrayed the character and, and told the story through that. It was like, okay, this guy's got something more than just a sparkly body. Um, like it was, it was a really good movie. It was, you know, it's one of those that if you don't mind, if you need a good cry fest, if you want something to watch with the lady, rent that movie, watch it on Netflix. I wish I could remember what it is off the top of my head, but, but those five that you listed there, um no no it doesn't ring a bell um here i'm, I'm googling it for you real quick robert pattinson movies 9-11 remember me which is yes, yes that was a good one uh, also another one that i've wanted to to watch i actually do remember seeing that and i wanted to watch it um just you know the animated gif that uh, matt reeves released was from one of those movies uh good time so that kind of the fact that he used that image to promote Robert Pattinson as uh, persuading that man kind of makes me want to go back and especially start with, or at least watch that movie since apparently Reeves liked that shot enough to use it as his tweet for his announcement. Um, real quick. I want to go. Uh, we're running a little header than uh, faster than I thought we were a header. That's not a word. Um, I want to, I want to go over some of your expectations for the Batman. Um, I do know that they have rumored that penguin and freeze and catwoman are rumored villains not freeze penguin and catwoman are rumored villains for the reeves stuff 
Um, talk to me about what villains you would like to see in an early career Batman movie. Well, if they're going with the detective side of things for Batman, if this is supposed to be where he really hones in on his detective skills before, you know, the, the Cape Crusader per se, then top on my list has to be the Riddler. I mean, think about it. Which other villain has really pushed Batman to his mental limits and really having to go with the detective work. I mean, it, that, that list becomes very narrow if you throw that filter into there saying which villains are going to sharpen the detective skills of Bruce Wayne Batman. To me, Riddler has to be it. And there's such a far enough break from the Jim Carrey rendition that I think we could do a fresh take and it would, you know, it would have legs on its own, kind of similar to the way that Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson's Jokers were far enough apart that, um, you know, it had it was able to have its own take. So to me, I, I, I want to see Riddler be, if we're going with the detective side, if you're going with the up and coming Bruce Wayne who has who's trying to figure out what to do with all of his wealth now and and keep it going penguin makes a strong case for that because of cobble pot and some of that back history there i think that would be interesting to see kind of the way that they did there with gotham kind of a younger penguin um you know as you know, where he's got this business dealings but then he's also entwined with the mafia and the groundwork so there's something something to be said there i don't want to see penguin catwoman together i think you could save that for maybe the second movie or you know i guess maybe you could even put her in the first one i just don't want to see where we've already seen catwoman in the third and we've seen her in the second one maybe go ahead and lead her off with with the first one and then kind of have her same way as a thor in in potential movies down the road so you know i'm, I'm gonna go with probably my top pick my top choice is the riddler pink one as far as a third villain goes that we haven't seen yet mm, um oh gosh I'm, I'm forgetting the one uh zazus oh z uh zaz zaz yes i think zaz would be a good one too because of the mystery there and, and, and putting the challenge with the detective work i like all of those picks um i wanna so i'm, I'm gonna give you three I'm going to give you three that haven't been ever done on screen. I would love, I would like to see Penguin again. I would love to see um, Selena Kyle for me is the best love interest for him. Um, and it's been like got main marrier in the comics. I mean, there's a lot of draw to putting Selena and Catwoman in the movies. Um, we had her in the, the Michael Keaton early adaptations of Batman. We had her in the, in the Nolan one, I'll be completely fine if she doesn't make it into um, any of the Reeves Batmans. But, but having said that, I am a fan of the character. Um, and I would love to see Riddler in that detective mode Batman um, in that early Batman, because you're right. In terms of utilizing those characteristics of the character that is Batman and his de uh, sleuthing and detective side, easily the joker or not joker um the riddler is like number one 
at that point because that's probably the one that has always made him think the most. So I love the idea of that, but I think we've seen it before. Granted, I don't think anybody can match whatever Jim Carrey did, and I think especially with the different feel to the movie, I would love to see a different take on it. But I'm gonna give you three. I'm gonna give you three villains that we've never seen before on film. Um, one, I always. Well, you know what? I'm I'm gonna actually. I was gonna say Black Mask, um, but Black Mask is the villain in Birds of Prey. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Black Mask out. Um, but I I know I always forget that, and I'm super excited. Um, so I'll take Black Black Mask out. I'm gonna go with Mr. Pig. Do you know who Mr. Pig is, Zol? Oh, that is a good one. I didn't even think of that one. That is, oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. I I would love to see Pig. I, I just, I it's just, he's just one of those characters. And um, I think, and, and, and again, the sleuthing and detectives, I mean, he's a murderer. I mean, he's, he, he's not like trying to be destructive or anything. He's one of those people who commits crimes that he has to solve. Um, and he's not trying to take down the infrastructure infrastructure of Gotham, or he's not trying to attack a specific famous person. Like you're, you could in the story, if you wanted to, he's just a bad guy that Batman needs to figure out. Um, so he's, he's, I think I'm going to put him in number one with, with, with the fact that black mask is already going to be in film by the time Reeves start doing stuff. Um, having said that you and McGregor is it, is it you and McGregor that's black mask. No, I forget. I feel stupid. Black mask. I think you're right. I think it is. Birds Cause I thought that they landed a pretty big name for that role. And I thought he would, he would fill it. Yes. It's you and McGregor and I love you and McGregor. So I'm like, I'm, I'm all excited about that casting. Um, Okay, so Pig is my number one. Um, number two, m- easily one of my favorite, if not my most favorite Batman um, graphic novel is The Long Halloween. And the main bad guy in The Long Halloween is Calendar Man. I love the thought. So he, he basically murders people on major holidays and leaves clues as to when and where the next one is. I almost could see them doing Calendar Man over all three movies, and it'd be something that he's just tackling as a side side to whatever he's working on. Um, but the way it's presented in The Long Halloween, and I, I seriously recommend... Um, the long Halloween is everybody should read it because it's, it's easily top five for me. It's number one, but it's easily top five um, Batman graphic novels to read. But um, I would love, I think, I think he would be a really good sleuthing one because it's another thing. He's a killer and he's, he's just out creating havoc. And I think it would be cool to see him have to deal with um, the, the men, because it's because it's kind of a riddle situation where it's more cerebral. He has reasons for doing things, um, and, but obviously not legit good reasons. But anyways, um, so, yeah, he's in my number two. Number three is Mad Hatter. It's another again, another one of those psychological dude that's just nuts, but he's also a genius. 
And I think if if you had him doing certain things around Gotham, um, it would be it'd be pretty cool to have him try and track him down. I also kind of hope they come combine it and make it more than one villain in a couple of the movies. As long as they don't go overboard, I think it's fine. Now, having said all of that, I think the villain in at least one of them has to be Hugo strange. And one of them has to be hush. Are you familiar with either of those characters? Yeah. In fact, I was trying to think of, you know, before I said Riddler um, um, and Zaz was, was Hugo strange. I think because, and again, this is where you and I are both, we got to be careful on this and, and not trying to project or get our expectations <laughs> up too high. But if the whole goal of this series is to accentuate really the detective side that we haven't seen, and, and that's a valid point when you look at um, the Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, Batflick, we've never seen the, tr- and then also got to throw in, of course, Adam West. Um, we've never seen a live action version of a detective, uh, Batman. We've, we've always seen the, you know, drop in, beat him up, quick fight, bang, bang, boom, big explosion. Here comes the Batmobile. We've, we've seen all that, but we haven't seen the detective side. So if we're assuming that the detective side is the way that they're going to differentiate this Batman from all others, then Hugo Strange has to, has to, has to, in one way or another, be involved in in one of these three films. Um, I also, I read an interesting theory. So they were playtesting Nicholas Holt and Robert Pattinson for the role. And somebody made a post was like, well, maybe they settled on Pattinson for Batman. And maybe they get Thomas Elliott or Nicholas Holt to play Thomas Elliott, who then is Hush. And I was like, I mean, you're you're talking about two guys with similar builds, similar looks, um, trying to play a similar role. And I thought that would be a nice, interesting kick to where, okay, we're we're making you Batman, but we like you enough, we want you around, we want to make you hush. Um, I think that would be a nice little twist on it. Um uh, so okay so i think we're, we're i think we are along the same lines of what we want to see out of a detective batman do you think this should be during any of the sidekick areas or should dick grayson even be a thing yet no and i think just just to avoid the same utter disappointment as the dark knight rises i don't even think you introduce them you know kind of how they did that teaser like oh i like your i like your uh, real name robin and you know everyone was like oh we want to see him in the suit give us the suit now I, I i say you know i say keep him out especially if you're going with the younger batman anyways then there's no it's it's like oh hey by the way uh i'm batman and now i need a partner like just that that doesn't make sense and even in film three that doesn't make sense to me right now again it depends on how they're telling the story but i just you know i'm gonna say this being careful because we've seen it done where, you know, there's much smarter people than I that can write these movies and stories and do introductions and make things work. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think that a Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, yeah, I don't, I, 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 to me personally, I don't need it. I don't need that story. I'm okay with, with, um, you know, saving that for another time. I kind of I agree with you. I think I, I I think I fully agree with you. I don't want to see it. 
Like, I don't want to see anything that has to do with Robin. Having said that, I think it would be kind of cool if, like, one of the last shots of, like, the third movie is just maybe Bruce going, making a date to go see the Flying Graysons. Like, with, like, some hot woman, like, him and Alfred, like, oh, glad you're taking the night off. And he's like, yeah got a ticket to go see the flying Graysons in town and just like in the third movie that way. I would say that because they've already talked about wanting to make a Nightwing movie. And so, and I, while they haven't casted or done anything, I think that'd be a nice little, just nod towards the future of what DC does. So, um, but as in terms of seeing a sidekick, I don't think we need to see a sidekick um, here, here. And I think is going to be a big question to, as to the route they're taking is who plays Alfred? If if they're gonna stick with if they're if they're like completely wiping the entire Batflick thing away, they have to cast a new Alfred. If if not, man, I tell you, I would love to see Jeremy Irons as Alfred again. They can do the de-aging thing with him. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be a problem. They do it with everybody now in movies, they're really good at it. Would you rather see them keep Jeremy Irons or would you think them they just completely recast somebody else? Now, nah, if if it's not going to be in the same extended universe, they have to recast. There's there's no question. There's no debate on that. You have to recast them. I want more Jeremy Irons. Um which is hopefully no one takes that out of context and just replays that over and over. <laughs> but I, I want to see more of Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Uh I really want to see more of that extended universe now that it seems like they finally have got some traction going and you kind of see him backpedaling a bit in the direction of these characters and storytelling overall. I think they realize how big of a mistake they made trying to rush all of it as opposed to trying to build them up. Um, but if, if you're saying that this is not Batflick, that this is a completely separate deal, kind of the way that they're doing with Joker um, with Joaquin Phoenix and Jared Leto's Jokers, then you, you have to recast Alfred. Who would you cast? I don't know. I, you know, I think what's been really beneficial to the role of Alfred is that you find these really strong supporting actors that um, really stand out. I mean, Jeremy Irons was kind of well known, so I want to be careful in saying that he's not an unknown, but he definitely wasn't the first pick for anyone off the top of the head until you see a catch. You're like, ah, oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, whenever you saw Michael Caine. Whenever you see Michael Kenyon, like that's that's a good Alfred. I don't think there's anyone that stands out right now to me that's like that. That's an Alfred. That's our next Alfred. Um, who's the guy? And I'm gonna feel really bad for not remembering his name. The guy that was in um, Kingsman. Not oh, I know who you're talking about. I, I, I know I can see him, but I can't think of his name. I think I think if you're already casting Alfred, I would love to see him play Alfred. I I think he could. He's British. He's got the whole. He's already proven um, that he can be a badass in the Kingsman movies, and I think they should lean heavily on the whole Alfred having a po or a British military um, background in terms of, of where he's from and who he is. And I think we'll get a, we'll see a lot of that in the, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The, um, the television show that they've started on was, I think stars or something. Um, I think, I think if they push uh, on that pretty heavy Colin Firth, that's who I'm thinking of. Um, yes. 
Um, I think I think he would be a good Alfred because he's older and he's old enough to where I think they could pull his the difference between him and uh, Bruce off and and handle it pretty well. Um, and and they did say that they think that I think they, I think I read somewhere that the movie is basically set in the nineties, a nineties version of Gotham. So I mean, it's not like it's even now. Like they're saying this is twenty years ago, Gotham. That's why, like, while they said they didn't, they're not pushing anything that that Ben Affleck's Batman did in extending it further. I don't. They're not saying that it's not the same. So I'm not really sure. I don't know how they can say or. I don't think they fully actually said what they're doing in terms of that, other than the fact that it's not a continuation of ben affleck's batman having said that i think there's a close enough resemblance where you could say oh this is young ben affleck and then not be young ben affleck and he's just older batman but without them flat out saying it legit has nothing to do with it at all the fact that they phrased it as it's not carrying on what ben affleck's batman did i kind of think it leaves it vaguely open enough so um yeah so that's so that's our show for this week um Real quick, and I hadn't talked to you about this yet. I guess this is going to be me asking you your opinion. I'm going to, I have an app. That I, so uh, you've been married. You know how hard it is to decide on dinner, right, Zol? With a, with, a, with a wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kids sure. and all and that. Kids, right. There's a lot going on. So I have an app where I have basically inputted everything that we normally eat for dinner. And then I'll click it and it'll randomly pick one. So that's how we've decided dinner a lot of times i have decided and i guess i think we should do this i think we should list put 20 a list of 20 movies into the same app and live next week use it to pick our first two movies what do you think of that i think that's awesome i i I wish i would have had that app sooner (laughs) for many reasons but um but no i like that uh, because i've i've always kind of curious because i know you and i hadn't really talked about it we just kind of like hey let's start this yay oh god now what Uh, (laughs) i i think this is actually a good way to uh begin the the process of ranking these cool all right well in that case what we're gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna come up with 20 movies and i'll clear the list by you before next monday um and we'll we'll get them inputted and then that'll be our our thing for the show we will we will over our movie we'll pick a first couple movies and we'll use the app to do it so it's kind of all random um if you listen to this and you want to throw names into the hat of movies to add to the list you know where to reach us on facebook at pnc pod um or PNC Network, I'm sorry. Um, on Twitter, you can follow me at PSA Prez um, or the RSH Project, or email us at uh, the RSH Project at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at PNC Network. So, Zol, it was good talking to you. Um, yeah, it seems oh, like it's been forever. 